What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Millennial Panure Network. To the show entitled Rumble, Young Man Rumble, with me, your host, Vincent Olu, Mayo Kun Fatanipo, better known as Olu. Today, we dive into it with fitness guru, entrepreneur, Osa Mudian, based out of San Francisco, California. We talk about sacrifice. We talk about putting it all on the line for your dreams and your aspirations, even if it doesn't look like it's happening on the outside. We talk about really looking deep within and making decisions to take yourself to that next level. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to learn more about the Millennial Panure brand and me, follow us on Instagram, millennialpreneur.us and my personal Instagram, Olumayoku, O-L-U-M-A-Y-O-K-U. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the episode. Millennial Panure Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the series. Welcome back into the world of the Millennial Panure. Um, it's your host, Vincent Olu Fatanipo. I am here this morning. We have a very special guest. I'm going to give this guy his flowers right now while he's here in front of me. Um, quick story about this guy. We grew up in the same neighborhood. For short, he's taken over the fitness industry in San Francisco and kind of applied his own pressure in his own way. And when I first was re- when I first met him, we were playing Pop Warner football. Don't really remember how we met, but I heard his name rang bells, right? And then I moved back into the city after college, and uh, I see this dude on Instagram that looks familiar. I got this fitness stuff going on, and I'm, I just began the fitness journey. I wanted to have the body where I could just take my shirt off on Instagram, you know what I mean, and just really, you know what I'm saying, throw my deuces up, you know what I'm talking about? And uh, this gentleman, he goes by the name of Osa, and he is an inspiring individual, and I'm glad that he's on the podcast today. Ladies and gentlemen, Osa, and your last name, how do you pronounce it, sir? Agbuza. Agbuza. And... Vince, <laughs> thank you for having me on the podcast, and I appreciate the introduction. Uh, looking forward to the conversation, brother, and let's go. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so obviously this podcast is about the journey, right? So we want to respect your journey because we've had conversations off this recording in the sense of like your journey and what steps it took to get to the space you are now, even though you feel like you haven't done anything, which have I'm, not, which I'm gonna tell him he has. Um, if you go on his Instagram, you'll see the track record that he has and the reputation. If you ask anybody that's from the city that you know likes to indulge in you know with a trainer and everything of that nature, you know they know who else is. So let's talk about your journey. Let's talk about how did you get to this space, even if you want to go back into like you know, deeper things, but like, let's first focus on how did you get into the fitness world? Okay. So I first got into the fitness. Well, you know, I've been always been someone who actually enjoyed exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Just from the holistic approach of what it does for you mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, um, back when I was working in the corporate world, uh, a guy saw me at the gym and he was like, I think you would go a really long way in the fitness industry. And for me at that time, just graduating college, I had no idea what he was talking about. He, this man was talking about competing, getting on stage, dieting, something I had no idea about. But, you know, like me, I'm a shooter, man. If anybody, if, if I believe I can do something, going to the moon, right? And so I did three competitions from that point. 
Uh, but this was back in like 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. prior to Instagram, but prior prior to it being cool to like share workouts and your journey and helping people. And so at that point in time, I did the competitions, but for me, I never saw a way to monetize it mm-hmm. or a way to really help people along my journey. Mm-hmm. So continue to stay in the tech space. Mm-hmm. And then I moved down to LA, mm-hmm. kind of like a... An interesting thing being is that I was already in the bubble here in San Francisco and sure. San Jose, sure. but moved down to LA. Mm-hmm. I was working for a startup down there in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. but also too, what really drew me in was the aspect of in the daytime, I was working uh, for the startup, right? I was an account executive there, but at night I would work out. Um, and then that was the first time I really got the opportunity to have other Nigerians that were friends of mine sure. that were just going equally as hard sure. in every aspect of life. Right. Trying to get it. Trying to get it. Yeah. And so one thing was really cool was that this guy, his name is Leon, owner of a big boxing and fitness brand in LA. Mm-hmm. He had reached out to me, OJ, uh, another big trainer in LA, and another a friend of mine, his name is Namdi, uh, not a trainer, but a Cornell grad. And... Oh. And so he was like, I think it would be really great for you guys. I want your energy in my space. And it, I hadn't met these guys before. so The Nigerian cats. The Nigerian cats. So how do you find y'all on Instagram? On Instagram. But you was already in the fitness thing. So I was just working out and just... just recording shit. Yeah, like I... I with like I was friends with Duke and those guys, uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. so those I was be working out with those guys okay, okay, from okay. time to time. Then honestly, right. just my own thing. Right. Okay, I see how that works. Okay. Yeah, and so to just bring it all together, basically this guy had a successful business in Los Angeles, a Nigerian guy, and he was oh, making. He was the owner is Nigerian. The owner is Nigerian. Oh, okay, that's sick. Okay. Yeah. So the owner is not the owner is Nigerian. Wow. The owner is Nigerian, and I'm coming into his space to work out for free. And just because he just wants to bring us along. And I I really didn't really see how beneficial that would be to my life at the yeah. time because I was working at a job that I hated. Absolutely hated. And then I would go to his gym <laughs> at night and just felt like I was escaping. Yeah. So uh, long story short, I had loved it so much where I was like, man, if you don't mind, I would love to just you know put in, I would like to work here. Or just be a part of the the atmosphere he was creating because it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, man." He was like, I "Actually, have a coaching program where you follow this program for four months. You can either work here, start your own business, whatever." So, wow. Basically, and you know, if you live in LA, yeah. right? You know, LA is traffic anywhere you go. Where was this place at? It was in Santa Monica. And where'd you live? Culver City. Oh, a whole opposite end, really. Man, fifteen of. minutes to get to work, uh-huh. an hour and forty five to get home. So I told him, I, to me, I was like, I'd rather just come here after work and stay there and work and then go home at night. Yeah. That way I can skip traffic. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, I started working with him. I seen this enterprise that he was building, mm-hmm. and I was like, I really want to create something like this for myself. Because, you know, any, you know. <laughs> Your mind starts turning. <laughs> you know, when I was seeing how much people was paying him, I was like, there's nothing like this in the Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go back. Right. I got to figure it out. So basically, what? Uh-huh. so long story short, it was because of Leon. Shout out to Leon. Shout out to Leon, yeah. the owner of Gloveworks. Yeah. I'll pub, I'll, I'll pub him anywhere I go mm-hmm. because the encounter I had with him introducing me to other like-minded individuals mm-hmm. is what actually helped change and shape my life into believing that 
I can create anything from my mind. Just got to be able to execute. Manifest. Exactly. That's dope. Okay. Wow. To unpack all of that, man, that's that's a hell of an experience. Um, just kind of, he, he served as like a mentor in that space and time. He did. And he gave you a platform to build or launch from, basically. Yes. And for the for the free, not in the sense of like you're not in the sense of like him, you paying him or him paying you. It was just the energy that you were creating within that moment that kind of propelled you to what you're doing now. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Absolutely. That's and he was a, I got to get it by any means necessary, no breaks. He was the owner of the space. He worked more than everybody that was there. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it, that, the intensity has to meet. That, and because I, you know, you know, coming from where, you know, we come from the same neighborhood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To tell your mom, I'm about to make money in fitness. Let alone six figures. Yeah. She looking at you like, yeah, right. go get your job now, yeah. or go get your master's. Yeah, right. Engineering. So being a doctor or something like that. Yeah. So that was the the biggest thing for me as I came home in a sense of, I was like, Ma, you gotta just you gotta just let me live through this vision that I'm trying to create. Right. And she had to believe in you because at that moment, let's talk about. I mean, because obviously this podcast is for people that. Just to give you some context, this is a podcast for people that are in that in-between space mm-hmm. or just are comfortable within the space. So there's a, there's a certain thing as a corporate preneur that, you know, they they enjoy that ladder system yep. and also can operate on the outside of that with different activities and whatever they want to do, different streams of income. Yeah. And then there's the traditional entrepreneur CEO that really gets burnt out within those type of systems. Yeah. And they just don't see themselves fitting in. They don't see themselves being promoted to anything because they're like, yo, I'm looking at this dude. Like, that ain't me. I'm looking at this chick. That ain't me. And you're just there for the meantime. So let's talk about, like, real quick, that transition from corporate America to, like, because you were were doing sales for Coke, right? Yeah. So that was actually my first, that was actually my first job out of college. Mm. As I graduated um, from San Jose State, Mm -hmm. it was... That aspect of okay, this is your first introduction into corporate America, sure. and this is corporate at the highest level, right? It's yeah. anyone coming into Coke, you're a cog in the system. Yeah, make sure it runs efficiently. Yeah, um, send your emails on time. Absolutely, blah blah blah. We already have everything in place. You just need to make sure you don't mess up. Yeah. Um, the biggest aspect which drove me out of Coke was I knew from at that time at 23 that if somebody tried to cap any ceiling over my head, it wasn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. I was the number one sales rep in all of San Jose, and they only—they told me I can only make fifty-three thousand. Period. Yeah, nine. It was like nine k commission cap. Don't matter what you do, what you create. Um, at that point in time, I knew for a fact it wasn't for me. Yeah. But I did stay there for two years. I learned a lot, met a lot of great people. Yeah. Um, and then I went. You know, the one thing I love about sales is that sales is the bloodline. And backbone for any business right. in any aspect of right. any area of what you want to do in life, right? right? right. So, uh, so I moved over to. Um, I had a good friend that introduced me to uh, the tech space, and okay. and so I maneuvered in there from SaaS sales, so software as a service, mm-hmm. um, and then just worked for two companies over the five years while I maneuvered in that space. Okay. So, to so to answer your question. Um, 
of the switch. That transition. So the transition. Was there, was there, was there a, like a painful step that you had to take? Yeah. So that, that aspect of making like a cushiony salary, mm. right, to going to nothing. This was the most humbling experience I had. So I was making like almost six figures while I lived in LA, right. had my own spot, right. everything was cushioned. I was in LA, I was in Culver City, yeah. young professionals grinding. Yeah. Um, but after I quit all of that, I had to come back home mm. to Bayview mm. and then ask my mom for a room or a spot on the couch mm. to make $50, $60 an hour sourced income from myself. Mm. So that was the most humbling experience being is that starting my own business, staying at my mom's house and also in debt. So that was the driving factor. That is that is that is the turn back moment. So yeah. what I like to say is I heard this from Kevin Garnett uh, a long time ago. I don't know, I was watching some random thing on ESPN I think, but every time I went through a moment and I still go through those moments now because obviously you know, I'm new into entrepreneurship. I think I've had... Doing an excep- exceptional job, by the way. <laughs> I've had some success. But, you know, when you have success early, defeats sometimes feel harder than they really are. Because when I when I speak to you, you're, you're more seasoned than I am. So you're like, yo, bro, it's going to be peaks and valleys. And when you're winning, keep winning. Thanks. Right? Yeah. Um, but what I think about is we all have like these turn back moments where I feel like God or whatever higher power you believe in just kind of tests your gangster a little bit. Like he kind of pushes it out there to you like, hey, you really want this? Mm-hmm. What are you willing to sacrifice for that? Man. Are you willing to sacrifice your pride? You get what I mean? Are you willing to sacrifice long hours where you, you don't know if you're going to get paid or not? Because you have to source your own income. You have to create the client. <laughs> it wasn't like Coke or those tech services where they give you a whole bunch of leads and you just have to be charming. You had to source the client. You had to sell the client. You had to follow up and then you had to close the deal. So here's the, here's the to, to add on to that point. Yeah. When you're in the fitness scene, uh, if you're looking to generate income from the one-on-one client or class space, mm-hmm. the system that's in place there mm-hmm. is you work at a big box gym in Equinox, a fitness SF, or 24-hour fitness. You work there for two, sometimes three years before you start seeing yourself like, I'm worth more than $50 an hour. Mm. I'm worth more than $60 an hour. And then if, with anything in life, if you do good work, people will follow you wherever you go. Hmm. Right, no matter what you do, so then the then that personal trainer then takes that five to seven clients hmm. and then catapults themselves into the independent space sure. of working for themselves. Sure. But I started here in the independent space, never worked at a box gym. Oh, so you you took that le- you leaped over the box gym, leaped over the box gym. Yeezy jumped over the jump, yeah. man. So I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm too, I even, I'm too good for the I even told myself, I was like, I'm too good for Equinox. I'm too good for 24 Fitness. I'm too good for Fitness SF. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to get it wherever we, wherever I can. Look, I had clients coming to my mom's crib. And then I got to the point where I was gaining too many clients to the point where I was like, I can't, I can't run business like this. Mm. So I found um, two independent spaces in San Francisco and then was able to maneuver from, the, yeah. from that point. That's where I came through. I was like, yo, let me, uh, 
let me go train with O so I can get some abs and shit. You know what yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 the quick story is I, I, uh, I inquired about service with O's. And, you know, I went to the gym. And, you know, my perspective of him before I got there was like, yo, bro, like, he's doing it. He's in the space where I want to be in the sense of independence. Because, like, I think more so for me on why I sold on entrepreneurship solely is because of the freedom. And obviously, you know, you make more when you have the lion's share and you're not really working for other people. That's cool. But the main thing for me is like, bro, the freedom in the sense of just like the possibilities. And that and that's where and that's where people fall in between the cracks, right? Mm-hmm. Because with freedom mm-hmm. comes responsibility. Mm. Right? And as you independent now, right? Mm-hmm. You wake up, you say, well, what do I want to do today, right? Mm. And more times than not, people who have that different mindset, they're going to they want someone else to tell them what to do mm-hmm. or they're not going to work as hard because they have the freedom. Right. With you being an entrepreneur, you have to have you have to be a self-starter, self-starter, you have to be self-motivated. You have to be on your game at all times right. because you got so much freedom. Right. Right. So how do you cope with that? I mean, what is this, the third, fourth year in entrepreneurship? Third year. Third year. So yeah. like three and a half or just straight three right now? I would say three and a half, and okay. then we got the pandemic year. <laughs> we got the pandemic. Okay, so two and a half. So two and a half, really. But you were still trading during the pandemic. Well, then I had to, ev- I had to evolve my oh, business. I had to we'll evolve talk my- about that, yeah, too. Yeah, We'll talk about that, because yeah. that's the next, that's what we're going to plug. We're going to plug this new service that he has. It's awesome. He's going to create jobs for people. He's going to create different lifestyles, and he doesn't even have to be in space. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. The So how do you balance that in your third year? Uh-huh. Of entrepreneurship, how do you balance the freedom and the responsibility? And was there a check moment for you when you was like, "Oh shit, this is real responsibility"? And what was that? <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would say it's one of those things where it's like, I don't. I just have this thing within myself where it's just like, I don't think I'm ever doing enough, mm. right? I don't ever feel like I'm doing enough where, like, even I had a conversation with you earlier today, you had put some stuff into perspective for me that I hadn't even known, (laughs) that I I didn't even think about, because I feel like I haven't done anything, bro, and I feel like if I can continue to keep that mentality Mm -hmm. with being any type of gains that I continue to achieve, that I'm just going to keep going. Mm. It's like, I think it's one of those things where if it's... If it's not in you now, it'll probably never be in you. And, that, and that, look, other people can have a different perspective, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, like, especially coming out of this pandemic, and we're still in it, um, but at the height of it, you know, you found out if your job was it wasn't essential. Okay. Whew. And if you're in an entrepreneur space, you're used to adjusting and pivoting, but when you're in a corporate environment and your check stopped coming. And they say you have a month, you have to now collect unemployment, and there's so much uncertainty, and you don't have the leg to say, I'm going to go do my own thing. That's a painful space. And it's a painful reality to know that you went to school, you took on debt, or you paid your way through, or whatever it was, and you got this really awesome job that you actually like, or is providing you means of survival, and then, boom, it's gone. No explanation, no if and buts about it. 
And I was in that space too, bro. Um, before I took this launch, I was working two corporate American gigs. How I did it, hustling. I don't know. Hustling. Yeah, bro. I don't know. I was always like, it, like I was never. I was always two places at once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was. Uh, it was a journey, but I, I really appreciate you saying that because it really it puts things in perspective in the sense of just where things are going now. Um, there's just a certain level of respect you have to have for freedom. Yeah, it's um, just for, you know, I just hope that, you know, not only my story, but your story helps any listener that's, you know, looking to get into this space or um, wants to continue to maneuver around those thoughts of can I do this or not. And for me, you know, I went from charging $40 an hour, which for me, I feel like I was like, damn, oh, so you could do better than this, yeah, right? Yeah. While also being $45,000 in debt. Hmm. Right. And thinking to myself, how can I get from point A to point B? But it's just never letting go of why you're in the process. Right. Right. And so, man, I just, now you think about it. You know, it's, you're thinking about like that it, moment. I'm right? just I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about how thankful I am for, you know, entrepreneurship, bro. Honestly, yeah. it's like to be able to think about something from thin air. Thin air. Bro. Right. And then take it from point A to point B mm. is I, I just a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? I just be having conversation with people that's not on that same frequency. Oh, I'm like, bro, we like <laughs> anything that I <laughs> I it's nice I know they carry last, bro. Yeah, I'm bro. striving. Yeah, facts. That's facts, bro. You you taking that stride every time. Gunshot wounds or not. Because as entrepreneurs, you take gunshot wounds, you get punched in the face. Keep going. You get spit on. Keep going. All type of shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. Like that like I said, the only way the training's gonna stop is if you stop. That's you know what I, mean? I think that's I think in and I think that's the the biggest thing in life. It's like don't stop, man. You hear you hear all of these guys. We were talking about Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett, Diddy, uh -huh. Jay Z. Any of these guys yeah, that have yeah. reached the highest part of their their respective craft, right? Mm -hmm. The guys just never stop. And they continue to reinvent themselves, right? And you know this reminds me of an. I always mention Nipsey in, in some of my clothes because he had a pivotal, pivotal like role in my life, and I didn't even know it like honestly until like his. I knew it, but I didn't know how like deep rooted it was until he passed. And you know, I'm pretty sure that played into it. But he had this interview where he talked about, um, he talked about like there's no difference between him and any other rapper that was trying to make it. It was just that he didn't quit. Like and if you're listening to this, and if you have an idea, and if you're if you're your last whatever fifteen hundred in the bank, trying to run a business, like what if the only difference between you and that successful person that you look in your space is that you you don't quit. You know what I mean? No matter if you got to go back to mom's crib, you got to downsize. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta thug it out for a minute. You know, I think that's the that's the that's the most important thing why I'm bringing you here today because you've beat it. You beat life in the sense of you stepped out of the social norm and you said, you know what? I'm gonna do what's best for me hmm. and I'm gonna build something that will last. And it came from a very genuine place. It came from a broken place. It came from a perspective where you was like, 
all right, nigga, you bet on yourself. You got to do it now. It's like, <laughs> I didn't sell moms on this. I didn't sell whoever, you know what I'm saying, that care about me. That's like, yo, don't move away. Stay out there. Find a job. Continue the because it looks good from the outside of them. You're away. You're prospering. And like, they're cheering for you. And when you take that back set on, and you know where we come from, you go back to the hood. It's like, well, he either, he's either going to go to the moon or he's just going to fucking settle. You know, and you never really know the dichotomy between somebody's emotions within that moment because any little thing can deter you. You might meet a girl, get her pregnant, boom, you're done. You know, especially if you're starting in the negative, being first generation, having college debt. It, yo, it could be it could be crazy. So I commend you on that, bro. It takes a lot of focus to do what you did. But let's let's talk about like some of the details of fitness really quickly. Okay. Because I think a lot of people are going to want to inquire um and i know you have some training modules and diet plan and stuff like that but if someone wants to look like osa (laughs) i know people hit you up and be like yo bro i want to look like you how do i do it well that was that was one way i was building my business i was like how can i help you i want to look like you all right it's it's actually kind of easy to sell when it's at at that point (laughs) well what i do is i just wake up low-key osa osa ain't gonna say it but osa been buff since we was like Kids, bro. Osa's like his mo was like Osa had an eight pack since birth, nigga. Like literally, he showed me pictures when he was six years old, and this nigga had an eight pack. How, bro? Man, please tell me. Just talk about that first before we go into like the real shit. How did you have an eight pack at six? Genetics. <laughs> no, no, honestly, it was a. It's, it's a good mixture of. You know, just thankful for the um, f- for the man upstairs and, you know, my Nigerian genes, but also, too, at the aspect of, you know, I think I've just been a, a really hard worker from day one, bro. Yeah. 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 You're just getting it. Yeah. Like, Osa loved to work, bro. Yeah. I'll hit Osa on some shit, and he'll be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, he hit me, he was like, yo, let's go work at a seven. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just who he is by nature. Um, But, like, in the fitness world, so somebody wants to just start... They don't want to do a personal training thing yet. Maybe they can't afford it. Yeah. But, you know, let's say, for instance, diet is fucked up. They don't really understand what to eat. And then they go to the gym, but they're just doing cardio the whole time. Yeah. How do you recommend somebody breaking it down from the smallest molecule and building it up? Like, what do you recommend tackling first? The diet or, like, the gym exercise? Um, well, that's actually the the main focus or direction where i've actually pivoted and changed my business too okay because i've been i've been in that i've been in that space right where like like in your own mind in my own mind okay of going to the gym not knowing what to do right and not everyone can afford to do personal training like you said earlier not even a lot of people can't afford to do online coaching yeah um but for one, I would say just for anyone out there who's looking to start their fitness journey, much like you did, Vince, mm-hmm. number one thing is just start, right? It's just start, find an accountability partner, a friend, or anyone that you know that you can at least get to the gym with once, twice, three times a week. Your journey then starts. Mm. Um, but as I was telling you earlier, what I've pivoted and reshaped my business model to is that I understand now as two years as an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. How important my time means to me. Mm. That's the biggest point of what we were talking about earlier. Mm. And I want to be able to help more people 
and scale my business, right? Okay. So I want to be able to give OSA to more people than just one hour at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So through this platform, my online coaching platform that I've created is, mm-hmm. um, I've created a digital asset. To, How can they find it? Uh, so it's osaagbuzafit.com. Okay. Right and exactly. and on that platform, uh, I want to be like the Netflix or subscription base model for anyone who's looking to start their fitness sure. journey. And so, with that being said, I want you to be able to see every single day what to do, exactly what to do. I've created over five hundred videos of me working out and assisting and teaching you in in, in answering any question you may have. Mm. I also want to be able to take the guesswork out for you when it comes to nutrition. Mm. Right, so you tell me what you want to do. You want to build muscle, burn fat. I'll teach you how to eat a, a well balanced diet that'll help you that'll help you towards your goals. Sure. And so it is all in there in one encompassing platform, uh, and it's only for twenty nine ninety nine a month. Wow, that's pretty good. All five hundred workouts. Yeah. So is it in like? chronological order based upon like the month when you start and everything else so it's a so it's and so i've partnered with this company that has allowed me to pretty much put all of my workouts and everything that i've uh all of the workout plans that i've created into an algorithm to the point where it keeps it fresh for you every four weeks okay so whether you're working out at home or you're working out in the gym i have the workouts already planned for you Pretty much all I need you to do is just show up, right? And that's the hardest part. Okay, okay, cool. So basically, if someone signs up for twenty nine ninety nine, they have access to all this information, including the diet stuff. And then, are they able to like talk to you throughout that, like via email or text or something like that? Um. So for this platform, you have um, your intro welcome call with me. Uh, you have access to my private Facebook community where I'm coaching and talking to everyone that's a part of the platform, mm-hmm. uh, and also to just any clients that I've had over my time navigating the space. Um, but I'm also coming out with some more drip campaigns to the point where um, I want to be able to give more of myself into the platform along your journey. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal, bro. <laughs> that's like pretty phenomenal. That is like. That is the next level of business because, like you said, you could be 20 places at once, all at once, anytime, you know, and everybody doesn't have a schedule where they can work with the trainer one-on-one. Sometimes they have to, like, get in and at home while they baby sleep or, you know, they're taking care of their elder parents or grandparents or whatever. So that's dope, bro. Um, Definitely check that out, guys. Um, So in regards to, like, building the foundation of, of being an actual physical trainer, right? Yep, yep. Say there's somebody that's listening that wants to start that journey. Mm-hmm. So this is a question where, this is like an objective question, really. Someone that may not have the skill sets that you have and like the upbringing of playing sports and stuff like that, Absolutely. but is into fitness enough. Yeah. So I know that your journey went from like <laughs> zero to your own business. Yeah. Do you recommend going there or do you recommend going to a gym like an Equinox first, learning the basics of like how to or- organize this business? And do you at sometimes think that you should have took that route? You can answer that second. Okay. So the first is just 
what do you recommend for somebody that's brand spanking new that wants to get into this this space of being a physical trainer in person? Okay. And then the second part. <clears throat> yeah, the my response to that is, I, I truly believe that if you are looking to get into the fitness scene uh, and wherever you are or wherever you're listening, the number one thing I think you should do is definitely find the best certification for you, mm-hmm. right? So the thing about me is that I minored in kinesiology at San Jose State and I also majored in business. So I was already well versed on human movement uh, and everything. But definitely if you're looking to become, you know, a personal trainer, I would say get a NASM certification, an ISSA certification or an ACE. There's so many great certifications. And I also believe in finding a mentor or someone in the space that can teach you the industry. Right. Um, Because at times. I've been learning through so much like failure and experience mm. where if I had if I had someone that was in the space that could you know teach me how to navigate it I probably would have you know I probably would have just been able to think about things just from a different perspective. Right. I, I wouldn't take back anything that I did. Right. But just being able to see it from a different perspective. What were, some, what were your what were your top 3 failures in the sense of like starting your business and getting things going? Uh, I would say the number one aspect was not understanding the value of my time as far as a personal trainer in San Francisco. Okay, what do you mean by that? Because uh, personal training in San Francisco is one of the only cities probably in the United States where you can make a six-figure salary as a personal trainer. Hmm. And so um, with that being said, I just came into the game just – so this was the big thing for me. I would work with someone or sell my training based on visually me seeing if I could afford it. Ah, oh, like from your own perspective, from my own perspective. Yeah. Right. But when you're working in you know, San Francisco, where you know the average person is making two hundred and upwards on a base salary, right. right? You can't from whatever service you have. That's just even in business. Sure. You can't base what you're doing. Off of if you could afford it or not, you have to be able to understand the value in what you create, sure. the value in what you create. Sure. So it was something that I didn't know, especially with my first time stepping into entrepreneurship. Okay, so that's the first one. Yeah. Um, What's the second one? Uh, I would say number two would be uh, not finding a mentor. Mm. Um, I didn't have a mentor right okay. off the bat. Um, right. And three, I don't know. I think for three, I think I should have tried to collaborate and reach out to more people in the space that were in san francisco yeah okay. i think for me i just was like because i always i'm i'm in here what's up yeah like, i'm t- <laughs> taking your spot i'm, I'm here I was yeah. like you adjust <laughs> i'm in here <laughs> right and i think <laughs> I you think, adjust <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what i mean like, that's not that's not a that's not a that's not a good approach to have <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, not, it's not. It's not. You would judge. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not a good. It's not a good approach to have. But for me, I think I've learned to become more humble mm. in the space because I've seen so much. I've seen so many downs in the entrepreneurial space, especially during the pandemic. Um, and then also too, when anything that you create, you you can't attach your ego to something that you're building mm. because you have to just remember it's bigger than you. Yeah, it's always bigger than you. Always bigger than the you. The people that 
are a part of your journey, um, whether you pay them or not. Yep. They are still individuals and they have lives. Yeah. That's the balance that, you know, I think I sometimes struggle with too is like, yo, I mean, I feel like everybody think like me. Like, yo, let's just go. Let's get it. I think everybody, people is struggling. You know what I mean? Some people just got different you know, mentalities in the sense of like how they move. So that's a fact. I think that that's 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 definitely important. Thanks for sharing, bro. As far as the, you know, the the failures and the the second part is what do you do? You like do you think that? I mean, I I know you talked about certifications and mm-hmm. stuff like that now, but with the pandemic, right? And you saw like gyms were shut down for like, I mean, almost a year. Yeah. Right? So the brick and mortar style of gym, mm-hmm. I mean, because I know when I trained with you during the pandemic, we were outside at some like makeshift gym that dude just kind of make pivots, brought the shit outside, and we just was doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, you know, as a business person, I think that most people in that space are thinking like, okay, how do we avoid that? Because it was like crickets, like making X amount on subscriptions, making X amount on supplements, et cetera, et cetera, to nothing. So how do you think that this space is adjusting? And I can see, obviously, you're adjusting online, so you're kind of like thinking ahead and being like, okay, I'm not going to be in the space where it just goes stagnant or dead. Yeah. So how do you think that the space will evolve within this time? And then what do you recommend anybody in this space do? Uh, that's a really great question. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where, uh, so from the independent space, mm-hmm. I saw a gym that I used to work with I wouldn't say four, but I would host my business. Right. They collapsed because they did not, they aren't seeing the business evolve at all. Sure. Right. Like you said, the brick and mortar space is always pretty much been the progression of uh, someone who's in the fitness scene, who's looking to actually build a successful business from sure. personal trainer to probably hosting two or three other trainers, then opening up their own space. Mm. Right. And I think that was the progression that I was on prior to the pandemic. I wanted to have one of the most respected gyms in San Francisco. But over the course of that last year, when everything shut down, I started thinking to myself, like, this can happen. This can happen again. Mm. Right? In a sense of... <laughs> it can. It might. You know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. Just through the, the cycles of what happens in the world. Sure. Um. So to answer your question, I would say if anyone is looking to get into the space, I would make sure that you just see the fitness industry not from a singular standpoint. Mm -hmm. Realize that people or helping people comes in all shapes and sizes when it comes to fitness. Mm. Nutrition, one-on-one training, online coaching, Mm -hmm. uh, owning a space. I do believe that um, although the government didn't see gyms and the fitness industry as essential, fitness evolved and it will always remain essential Mm. because health and just living a quality life will never change, Mm. right? And so if people are seeing the fitness industry as something that you know they're scared to probably get in i would say now would be the best time mm. like in stocks right by the dip right <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean come by the dip seriously come in, come into the industry mm. and be the best 
be the best version of what you want to create in the space and your vibe will attract your tribe. That's dope. Yeah, that's a big that's a big thing we we're talking about too with energy, bro. Yeah. Like energy is so huge in a sense of just like just everything in life, but especially in like business, especially entrepreneurship where you're building something, it says something about someone that can wake up every day in the unknown. It says something about you. Wake up every day in the unknown. I never even saw it that way. Well, it's like because at any point That's you're beautiful. not in a system that will save you, bro. You are Osa Fitness brand CEO operator processing payroll taxes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally Figure out when your breaks are. You get what I mean? It's like at any point, there can be like a mental lapse that kind of takes away business, takes away opportunity, takes away progress ultimately. So it's like you have to give yourself credit that within the moment, you like you you figured it out, bro. And to be African-American, being like true African-American, Nigerian-American, right? In a inner city community, bro. I mean, look, bro. You got your own online <laughs> fitness where you they can download five hundred different workouts and talk to like, bro. That is next level. So you got to give yourself like, because I talk to this about my partner all the time, uh, my partner Don, and he um he kind of gave me this perspective because, you know, we're always really hard on ourselves because we. Grow up in environments where things that we went after weren't necessarily the glitter, right? When you play sports, you got praise, right? And when you play sports at a high level, you go to school, okay? Once you graduate and you don't go pro, then you go into the space of like, okay, am I going to navigate in corporate America? Like, how am I going to like make this happen? from the foundation that you already have, right? Because the people that we look up to is like from the hood, figuring it out, thugging, you know what I mean? And whatever terms that mean. So it's like the transition within your mind of like that space, because you got to think about it. From your foundation is where you built this six-figure business. <laughs> you broke through the ceiling. You You won. So it's like there's there's nothing you can't do like literally like you could probably be the president of the United States if you wanted to because like you said it started with a thought and you took a step you fell a little bit and then you started to like walk jog now you're running so it's like <laughs> bro it's real like we in we in this space right now this office sharing space this was a thought in somebody's mind now it is a multi-million dollar business with over 50,000 employees with salary rolls. Tell me the power of the mind, bro. Tell me about the power of the mind. The thing is, you just said it. <laughs> the, 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 the power of the mind is, is insane because when you think about building brands, when you think about building business, when you think about just creating anything... It's like I had this I had this really good conversation with my pops the other day. Mm. He was like, he he said to me, he said, Osa, he was like, 
man, he's like, I really believe, he was like, I really believe in what you want to create, right? But he said, it really doesn't matter to me because it's the vision that you have in your mind. Mm. I was like, mm. he was like, he was like, you can take this anywhere you, he was like, he told me straight up, he's like, you could take this anywhere you want to go, but it's only on you because I can't see it. When he said that to me, I was like, damn, I was like, this, this really gave me the chills, that. Yeah. He was like, so, he was like, my biggest advice to you is this, just keep going. Yeah, because you never really know where it's going to take you, bro. That's real shit. That's real shit. Because you built it. You built it. Yeah. You got, like, you know when you was building, like, you know those little Legos where you bought, like, the actual thing? Yeah. Like, it was like a shape of something, like, say it was like a Pokemon, yeah. and you would have to build the Pokemon with each step. Like, you sat there. Rain slides, sleet or snow, and built it. So you got to give yourself credit, bro. I give you credit within this moment, and I'm excited for your the next part of your journey. I think our next conversation will kind of be somewhere in the space of like I tell us all the time, like yo, in the summertime we're gonna be in the Mykonos on a boat. You know what I'm saying? Drinking the finest whiskey with a whole bunch of you know what I'm saying situations going on. You know? Can't wait. Um, but yeah, bro. So. I, let's debunk some stuff in the fitness. Okay? okay. Okay. So, a lot of people say abs are about diet. Okay. Okay. Um, some people's opinions are it's more genetics than it is diet in some cases. Or it's like, if I just work out a whole bunch, I should get abs. Yeah. Right? What is it about some people just having it, being able to eat whatever they want, and then getting abs, and then what is it on the other side of that when it's more so about, you know, kind of debunk that. What is the truth about this? <laughs> I feel like that's the, the million dollar question, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> the, th the, thing about, the thing about getting abs is understanding more so than just like your caloric intake mm. of on the daily, how many calories are you burning? Are you hitting your protein target? Are you hitting your, your carbs? Are you hitting your fats, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding what it's like to burn fat. Now, specifically in your abs, mm -hmm. right? Your abdominals are your muscles, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people you see, you can see that they have like a, a baby six pack, but it's just not, boom, broke through the front door yet, right? Right, right, right like my shit. <laughs> yours, yours, yours coming, six pack on the way, right? Um, <laughs> but the, but the thing about it is that um, with one thing I learned about um, competing uh, when I was in that when I was you know stepping on stage and all that is that it takes time. Mm. But the thing about abs is that everybody wants six pack abs, but everybody don't want to do six pack work. <laughs> right, everybody wants six pack abs, but everybody don't want to do six pack work. You know what six pack work means? It means <laughs> sticking to a plan, right, for. Three to four months right. while you're either dieting or just having a balanced diet where, hey, you're not drinking on the weekends. Right. You're not eating all of the best sugars and sweets and candy. Bro, candies. And you're just, at the end of the day, sticking to the plan. Right. And yes, naturally people have six packs and they can eat anything you want. I'm pretty sure you got friends like that. Yeah. I have friends like that. Yeah. But for me specifically, for me to keep 
a, a nice, solid, healthy looking frame where I can peel out at any pool party or yeah. anywhere yeah. is that I got to be on track of, for one, just understanding my daily intake and making sure I'm, I'm lifting heavy so that way my testosterone is still up. Right. And I'm also incorporating cardio as well. You got this down to a science. Okay, so let's debunk this too. Okay. So with the calorie intake. Yeah. Say, for instance, if I skip breakfast, have a granola bar and yogurt for lunch, can I have Popeyes for dinner? <laughs> um... <laughs> So look, look, so look, so look. Yo, you should have seen his face. So look, right so look, now. so Vince, you know that you know that you can have Popeyes for dinner because world the world is all about choices, right? Yeah. It's you choose to eat Popeyes, but <laughs> that same moment in which you choose to eat Popeyes, you also choose to never have a six pack and peel out and post a picture on Instagram. <laughs> crazy, nigga, look like biscuits. So, um, it, it it really all comes down to choices in that sense. But when it comes to nutrition, the one thing I love, the one thing I I'm I'm not one of those people that preaches fad diets. Like I never say to you, you need to try keto, you need to try intermittent fasting, because mm-hmm. that's the only way you're gonna get the results. But what I will say is try intermittent fasting, try keto, learn from it. Okay. And learn how it works with your body. Exactly. And if it doesn't work for you, try something else. How do you know if it's not working? Oh, you mean you you have to be able to check your results. Like, it, oh, like how do you how how would you say for a person that doesn't have your knowledge to track the how you feel? Yeah. Like well, how you how you wake up and respond to things. Yeah. Just okay. Yeah. Definitely how you definitely how you feel. Okay. But also too, there's. We live in 2021. There's there's, there's yeah. so much technology that's catered for your success. Sure. You not wanting to get there is that you have to be have an honest conversation with yourself. You really don't want it. Yeah. Right? Because you have my fitness pal. You have Google, you have um, YouTube that will tell you the step by step process mm. on how to either get a six pack or to have whatever kind of body that you want. Mm. The only thing I think a lot of us lose sight of in anything is just that we want everything right now. And it's something I have to remind myself all the time. Microwave era. Yeah. Ooh, microwave era. Yeah, it's definitely the microwave area where we want everything right now. We want to have the biggest portfolio. You know what's... Hey, Dogecoin is messing people up too. (laughs) Oh, bro. I'm mad. I I got in early too. I got in at two cents. Amen. I made my money and I got out. Got out. And I should have stayed in there because I would, bro, bro. I mean, but look, it's fine. Yeah, Dogecoin, Dogecoin is messing everything up because yeah. everybody's now is like a an investor and they playing around with stuff that they have no idea. Like yesterday, the market, Bitcoin, crypto. I mean, whatever. Bitcoin probably is people would know know within the crypto space. Yo, everything was down. It was scary, bro. Yeah. You know what Especially I'm saying? Especially if you got a lot of people putting a lot, a lot of people betting big. Yeah, I mean because you know, in in all respects, you you would think that that's that's the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sold. But I, you know, I've I've talked to a couple friends where they said, you know, you have to be a little bit more responsible how you share these things. And I just stopped sharing because if I get in, and I'll just we're going on a tangent now, but we talk about this stuff off of this, and this podcast is more about just conversation. But if I get in at, let's say, Bitcoin last year was like around five thousand in March, I get in a little bit after at you know eight nine k. Now it's at fifty k. 
I've gotten profits since that moment. And my cost average is nowhere near yours because I'm not telling you to invest your whole life saving. Yeah. I'm telling you to put what you can afford to lose. That's what, and that's how it should be. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? So I've had a couple of friends be like, well, you shouldn't be telling people. You need to be more responsible with how you push. I'm like, bro, well, you need to be more responsible with how you watch it and how much money you're putting in it. Yeah, man. I, Not I, my problem. I, think, I, think, I, can't, I can't. The thing is, even like a lot of these these podcasts that are you know, teaching people, yeah. like EYL, shout mm-hmm. out to those guys. I learned a lot from those guys over the course of last year, but they always have their disclaimers like, hey, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. This is life. Yeah, this is all this is all me. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the number one thing we have to take away from how even the pandemic had changed everything for us is like sure. that freedom of like listen, that freedom was taken away from us. It was like we didn't even have the option to go out or right. do anything. Right. Right. And you gotta be able to program that within your finances too. It's like nobody's telling you what to do. Right. Take everything with a grain of salt and apply your own formulas or your own strategy. Right. Yeah, I mean, we can piggyback that to the fitness journey and anybody that wants to get into that, yep. even like wants to be on like the nutritional space of side of things. There's yeah. a lot of avenues that you can take in fitness. Make it your own. Swag out. I mean, be you 100%. I think you do a great job at that. Also, like, uh, you're one of the four Nigerians on Instagram <laughs> that be lifted hell weights. <laughs> And he's known for it. Yeah. And it's funny that you yeah. met these fools yeah. by like not even knowing them in LA at a gym that was owned by a Nigerian cat. That's crazy. I never knew that story, bro. But that's dope. That <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to like to joke about it, but if it wasn't for that, uh, like I think a, a lot of business, you know, people say what they want to say about social media, mm-hmm. about how it's ruining our generation mm-hmm. and whatnot, but. Social media has changed a lot of lives. And Period. if it wasn't for Leon sending me a group DM to four strangers, I don't know if I would be in this room having this conversation with you right now. Wow. Do you still talk to him? Yeah. How's he doing with the pandemic? I uh, just like just like I I've known him to be just someone who just super figures it out. Uh, he just figures it out. He adapted. Um, he took a lot of his business. He like I think he like also cre- created an app. He had like a home boxing gym that people can order. And then he also took all of his business uh, outside, and then kind of just maneuvered that. Dope, I mean, I don't have to. I don't. You know with uh, how I feel about you. Yeah. Where I don't have to see you or talk to you. I I won't have to talk to you for the next year. But yeah. I know you out there getting it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know I'm right at the bottom. Yeah. You out there in the slums, nigga. You out there getting slum by any means. By any means, nigga. I'm greased up under a hood of a car. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Getting it. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. I think that that's innately put on in us mm-hmm. um, with the culture that we were raised in. Whether that be in America or just with the Nigerian roots, Niger no day carry last. Come on, bro. Um, man, this. I mean, like, I just think about. I'm. I'm just really excited because I think about the journey. I think because like now I think that everyone since the pandemic, we realize who the real niggas is. <laughs> no blurp. <laughs> you get what I mean? Because it takes a special type of individual to make it through this time and adjust, bro. And if you're making money in a pandemic, bro, just imagine when a new world kick it and everybody just kind of like, you know what I mean? When it get back to normal in the sense of whatever that is, five, ten years from now, just imagine 
like the exponential growth of like opportunity within life. Yeah, it was. I'm not gonna be one of those people that will say it in closing that the pandemic was good for me. I will tell you that the pandemic changed my life mm. and it changed my family's life mm. in a sense of, I think with it slowing everything down, people actually started to realize what mattered the most to them. Mm. And a lot of people, a lot of people got, tra- a lot of people got trapped in a sense of a rabbit hole of this thing or that thing. People built businesses, people lost businesses, mm-hmm. right? But the, the reason why I say all that to you is that for me, just thinking so singular of like my role in entrepreneurship, for me to be able to create an online platform where I'm working with people in Texas, New York, sure. during the time where I, I feel like I wasn't supposed to be doing anything. I was supposed to stay put. You know what I mean? I was supposed to right. stay I was supposed to stay right. put. They wanted to lock you down. You were supposed to stay put yeah. and then being able to grow that aspect of my business really showed me that, like you said... Anything is possible. <laughs> I can do anything. Yeah. yeah. See, you know, I'm a huge proponent of like manifesting and going after what you want, bro. Yeah. Period. Like, no matter what, you can reach out to either one of us if you just want to talk that talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the sense of just like needing someone to be a dreamer with you. Because I think that, you know, when you find like-minded individuals, you got to hold them close. Because in this world, you know, I, I remember, I just remember moments when I was in corporate America where I was like, yo, this is going to kill me, bro. Like, Ooh. I'm just like not, this ain't it. Well, see how you felt right there? Yeah. Then imagine how many other people in this in the United States, in this world, that feel exactly like how you feel and that are like looking for a space like this. That's fact. Look, looking for just an, just something to put in their ear and their mind, just to kind of like give them that that battery in their back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to go for it, bro. Yeah, it was, you know, just like you in, in corporate America when I would, I would, I, the, the biggest, I, so the biggest step away from me, mm-hmm. you didn't ask this, but I just want to be able to share it in sure. the sense of I was working and I hadn't taken any vacation, right? And when you work in a corporate structure, you got unlimited PTO, so they say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wanted to take one month to visit my family in Nigeria. All right. My manager said, Osa, you, you, you can't go. And so two things I thought about at that moment. <laughs> I had another man telling me what to do Ooh. on where I could go and where I couldn't. And then the second aspect of was, I need to see my family, right? And when once he told me I couldn't go, I quit. Hmm. It's like, yo, you're not going to tell me that I can't use my PTO. Unlimited. Accumulated. I quit. Yeah. I quit the next day. And then now, so the, so the year after, uh, my second year in entrepreneurship, I told all of my clients that I'm going to Africa. I'm going to be gone for two months. When you create value to people, yeah. they want you to go because they know it's going to make you better. Right. The same people that have been holding me down and been supporting my business, they were like, oh, so go. Drop. Take as much time as you need because I know how hard you work. Yeah. 
I know how hard you work. Right. They right? respect you. You like, I know how hard you work. Mm. But they then they're like, just come back. Mm. <laughs> come back to come back to don't leave us hanging. Right. Right. right? right. And that's in anything you any we, business you we create. Still need you. Yeah, it's any kind of business you create. Yeah. You create value, you help people. People want to see you do well. People want to see you shine. Right. Right. When I was that's in so corporate true. when I was in corporate America, there was I was like, damn it, well Will I get in trouble for leaving my desk five minutes earlier? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> what are we kindergartners? Yeah, bro. I used to feel the same way, bro. Same way, bro. And that was that was a that was a big that was a big deal for me. Mm. That freedom was I don't I wasn't seeing it as a uh, I wasn't seeing it as like. I need all this freedom and so I need all this power. I was just like, man, I just I can't fathom someone consistently telling me what to do, hmm. and you know, like a parent almost. Mom, I got a Nigerian mom. My mom already tell me enough. Right, she still <laughs> tell you what to do. Man, <laughs> yeah, that that's true, bro. That reminds me of how like Dame Dash used to talk about like, oh yeah, was, like, on a Breakfast Club interview. When he was like, he was like, he was like, yo, make having a boss don't make sense to me, like. That's like calling another man daddy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like that's your dad. Yeah. I was like, damn, bro. And he, 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 you hate that he's so blunt with it, mm-hmm. but it's so true. I mean, it's just real, bro. A lot of people just cut like that. And I think entrepreneurship brings that side out of everybody that kind of steps into this space because you don't have time for nonsense. You don't have time for these little games. It's like, yo, you're going to do it or you're not. Like, I will pay you for your value. I will respect your time, but please respect mine. Yeah. Because on the other side of this, <clears throat> there's a lot of consequences that you have no idea that I have to deal with, and then you'll have to deal with if you know you go into that space. But yeah, bro. Um, was there anything that you wanted to touch on, kinda in this conversation, um, that I didn't get to talk about with you? Uh, I don't know. I think. I think we hit on a, a lot of points that you and I, these are, it's it's cool that you'll be able to curate and create for, you know, people that don't get a chance to really listen to conversations of like-minded sure. individuals. Because sure. we have these conversations all the time. All the time, bro. We have these conversations all the time. All the time. And it, it, it's, a, I think what you're creating is, is is beautiful and I can't wait to see where it goes. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. Real talk. Um, where, where can they find you right now on social media? Or, you know, anywhere. But you could direct them to the website, all of it. Yeah, so the number one way you can find me right now, it's, um, I'm, t- I'm tough on this. It's kind of hard to, to say to anyone, but my Instagram handle is my full name, mm. uh, Osa Moody I'm in. Uh, you can also follow my fitness page, Osa Agbuza Fit. And if you want to inquire of any of my services or Anything you can go to osaagbuzafit.com. Dope, dope, bro. Well, that was the episode. Osa, I think uh, thank you for coming, bro. I think you did an amazing job, bro. I want to honor you for taking that leap of faith, a leap of faith, and you know, flying, like believing that you can fly and jumping. Um, I can identify with it. I mean. You were, well, I think, a year and a half, two years ahead of me. So I thank you for being that example because it takes a lot of strength to like start from zero and like not know what's going to happen. And all you have is faith, literally. 
You get what I mean? So I just, you know, I want to honor you for that. And I want to say continue to respect the game like you do, bro. Continue to keep learning. Continue to, like, reinvent yourself. And continue pushing, bro. Sky's the limit, dog. Uh, thank you for that, Vince. And I am happy to see your journey in the entrepreneurship space. Thank you. And also, to anyone listening to this, I wanted to leave you with two things. <laughs> the biggest thing I want to say is start. Yeah. And don't stop. Ooh. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Hit us up. Peace.